Hey everybody, this is Dave Hodges, host of The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And for this hour, we're on take three. Now, why would I say take three? Well, some of you heard and complained, and I understand your frustration. My interviews with Steve Quayle, both of them, two hours, one each, Kathy Rubio, and you're wondering why in some people I interview, there's nothing wrong. And you heard noises like, I don't know, people passing gas. I mean, I hope none of you think we're pulling the microphones up to our rear ends and passing gas into the microphone. But a couple of people that wrote to me, they sure made it sound that way. I don't eat on air. I always use the mute button, particularly if my guest is responding to a question that requires some elaboration. I always go to mute. Uh, I don't know what to tell you, except these noises are externally derived. They're not coming from us. We are all the people I interview, Steve, Kathy, uh, this hour, we're going to interview Bob Griswold. We're all experienced on radio. If any of us heard the other one farting, we'd be calling them on it. I mean, think, use some common sense here, people. This, this is an attack, but let me just say this to you. I listened to my two hours with Steve and yes, it is annoying, but the message that Steve was giving us was so right on. And with Kathy Rubio too, same exact thing. The message is so important, ladies and gentlemen, that you have to put aside the attacks. And if the deep state wasn't concerned about you hearing this stuff, they would leave me alone. Many of you have heard me for years. No, this is a relatively new phenomenon. Now, we are in a brand new system today. Yesterday, Bob Griswold and I tried not once, but twice, and we thought we got through the entire hour. The second time, no such luck. But we are on a brand new system. It is more internal. It is really, really hard to crack this. And I've done so at the... Uh, suggestion of one of my colleagues who's very experienced in this business and I think that we may stay one step ahead of the burning bridge at least for this interview so I ask your indulgence and realize that we aren't complete idiots here at the common sense show we do have a quiet environment now occasionally out where I live we get the f-35s flying overhead but if I got the mute button on you don't hear it okay so having that said let's get started and let's hope for clear sailing, but this interview is critical. It is based on real life situations, leaked FBI and CIA memos telling us that we're about to become the victims of widespread civil violence and possible attacks on our southern border. Now the violence will be coast to coast. The southern border should be very concerning for our friends in the Southwest, which I am living in the Southwest, as you know. And I'm going to put these questions in terms of, Bob, what is the best way to survive these situations? And I'll have some pointed questions as we go. So people realize that this is designed for you. Now, let me put it this way. I don't think you should leave your house again until you listen to this interview. I can't be any more blunt than that. All right, I want to get down to business here. But first, I have to mention there are three prominent groups and three people that I trust implicitly with my future that I ask to sponsor this show and they make this show possible. First of all, it's the good people at our food supply company. We call it preparewithdave.com. Now, why do I think this is important? Well, when you hear these reports today that I'm going to relay to Bob Griswold, our guest, and ask for his survivalist response, 
you're going to see, man, I better get my food because if any of these things come close to happening, the just-in-time deliveries three to six times a day to your grocery store, to Walmart, wherever, they're going to stop. And you're going to look in the pantry and you're going to have a holy you-know-what moment if you're not prepped. I can get you into storable food at 70% off, restaurant quality, lots of variety, no GMOs, no glyphosates, and 25-year shelf life. Go to preparewithdave.com. That's preparewithdave.com. Secondly, in the aftermath of any economic collapse, and it's a matter of when, not if, with a $22 trillion debt and all the other debts hanging over our heads like the credit swap derivatives debt of $1.5 quadrillion, do you really want to put all your money in the bank? Don't be like what happened to my great-grandparents where they were going to the bank to take their money out, and they were wealthy, and they got killed. They lost everything in the Depression. And I mean, they started over from square one. What you can do is talk to the good people at Renaissance Precious Metals, and those good people are Steve Quayle and his assistant, Daryl. They are fantastic. I'm a customer, so I'm not just saying this as a radio host who's advertising a product. I'm saying this as a customer. I am so glad I am Steve Quayle's customer. One, I trust him, but two, I know my future is pretty secure, economically speaking, when the crash comes, because gold is the only thing that's held its value for 6,000 years. Now, how do you get a hold of Steve and Daryl? You give them a call. 406-586-4842. That's again, 406-586-4842, Renaissance Precious Metals. And finally, a company that I've been associated with for quite a few years now, and I'm really proud to be part of this because this company is saving lives across America. And when the proverbial poop hits the fan, it will save a lot of lives. And I think that'll put Bob Griswold, who's the owner of Ready-Made Resources, in good stead with his maker. I think the Lord will smile down upon Bob and his helpers because they are helping humanity. They have everything you need to survive what's coming. Everything from water filtration to communication to high-end items like night vision, which by the way is on sale. And Bob finances this at a very low rate and he will finance the high-end in things. But the one thing that separates Bob from everybody else, he'll talk to you. He'll assess where you're at. He'll tell you, this is where I think your needs lie. And he'll try to steer you away from you know frivolous and irrelevant purchases that will do you no good. A lot of people who are in the prepping business, most of the ones I know, they charge you for this. Bob gives it to you for free. This is why I'm happy and proud and pleased to have ReadyMade Resources as our sponsor. And we'll be talking more about ReadyMade as we go through this particular hour. Let me bring on Bob Griswold. And Bob, we got kind of a grim show ahead of us, but I would not want to do this with anyone else but you. Welcome to the show. It's always good to be here, Dave. Reality's reality. You know, I was uh, I've listened to the program where um, I, I read all those comments about noises in the background uh, with you and Steve for the two hours, and I have to say it's probably one of the best programs I've listened to. You know, um, beside the fact that I do have my carrots and croutons ready to to eat while we're talking. <laughs> um, yeah, well, not, I, I, uh, I've but, got the Miralax and all the other aids here to keep us from passing gas too. So, Dave, <laughs> we are living in times that are just unbelievably. Perilous. Crazy. I mean, they are—they are crazy. We see every ill 
I mean, we have the potential of just just think of the crowd of people who are running for president in the Democratic side of the ticket. They are just absolutely come off the hinges, people. I mean, Marxists, communists, perverts, people who think they're Indians. I mean, it's just it's it's insane. None of them are based in reality. And I tell people, if you can be that distracted you know, and I, I say this kindly, Dave, if you can be that distracted that quickly over a couple of noises on a program where you're being given information, you know, you know, that could save your life, discernment of what's going on, information of what's going on, how to protect yourself, how to position yourself into safety. And you're distracted by a few noises. And I, I don't mean to be cruel, but if you're distracted by a few noises, what are you going to do when the bombs are going off? What are you going to do when they're, when you have crowds of people burning and raping and running around hungry and, and, and noises everywhere? When You know, the ability to concentrate and focus is the survival to any uh, you know plan that you're going to have. Whatever this scenario is, concentration – Paying attention to details, being on point, focusing are key. If you can be easily distracted, my gosh, you're going to be a victim. You know, uh, you just the situational awareness, paying attention to detail, know what's going on. Having It's called a baseline existence. You have normal things going on in your life all the time. And anytime something deviates out of that normal, it violates your baseline. That baseline, and once it's violated, should absolutely cause you to pay attention. The information given the other night, it was explaining how the baseline of what America has known for so long is being violated day in and day out, multiple multiple times a day. And that's what we need to be listening to, not some noise of somebody, you know, I know you weren't eating, but I'm just saying not some kind of noise in the background. My phone might ring during this interview. I mean, I'm on my business line. Is that going to distract somebody from what we're talking about? It shouldn't. It's just day-to-day stuff that happens. Pay attention to details. Watch for specifics. Listen to what's going on. And that way, when, when what happens, you'll be able to focus on the plan to survive it and not being distracted by whatever it is. So I, I wanted to say that. I mean, I, I read the comments, and, and I understand. I, I do understand people. You know, you hear noise in the background. They want to make you aware of it. But at the same time, you know, any pill is easier to take with a little sugar. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, you know, say something in a criticizing manner, say it in such a way as to edify, build up, and not just as a uh, derogatory remark. So, uh, with that, um, you well, know, no, I'd like to begin. I, I mean, like I said, we are living in, uh, in very perilous times, Dave. Yes. You know, I was watching President Trump the other day at the NRA convention when he signed the uh, the bill that took us out of the UN treaty to ban guns. He is saying something by that. He is making a statement. He can't come out and say what he needs to say because I can say he would it for be him. Poor. I know yeah, exactly. He'd be apart the I know exactly what he's what is, saying. What, 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 what do you think he's saying? Well, I, I can tell you what my first thought was when I heard that he did this. Other than I went hip hip hooray, great for the president. Thank you, Mr. President. But I remember what Admiral Yamamoto of the Japanese Imperial Navy told his commander Tojo. He said, we can't invade the United States. I studied there at UCLA. I know the people. I know the psychology. And if we invade, we'll find an American behind every blade of grass with a rifle. And President Trump is telling us, in my opinion, 
get ready because the threat of invasion on our southern border has never been greater. We're close to war in Venezuela with the announcement of nukes there. By the way, that came out of Congress, folks. That isn't anything in the alternative media. And we have all of these issues now. President Trump is saying, arm up, train up, get ready, because you're going to be on your own soon. And, you know, uh, you're absolutely right. He is – that's a covert message. And, and you have – once you learn how intelligence works and how people use doublespeak, um, you, you start to read between the lines, so to speak. And, and President Trump, to make that dramatic thing, signing that bill or that executive order right in front of all those people at the NRA convention, he was making a statement that should – it should be the, the, the shot heard around the world. He is telling Americans, his people – arm up because i can tell you we read the other day antifa they're arming for revolution now dave do you think they're buying ak-47s the ones you get legally at a gun store no they are buying the ones that that are coming in from mexico the ones with the selector switch on that you can pop it down to full auto and if they're buying those what else is being offered indirect fire weapons being offered such as mortars rocket propelled grenades what else are they buying yeah let me be a little more specific because i know exactly what you're referring to bob There's a news item out there right now that says that the FBI interrupted and stopped, and this is only one instance of stopping, uh, a relationship between Antifa and the drug cartels that were planning to acquire these massive weapons and engage in attacks on Americans and American law enforcement near or at the border. So this is exact. I mean, we're, Bob, we're talking about something right here that we really need to be concerned about because we're all in crosshairs under this. Yeah, you said that they're developing a relationship. I would say the relationships developed. And, and that's the thing. This is um, Yamamoto. Do you know why he thought when he went to when they went to Midway? He had four carriers, four main battle carriers. He had two fleets coming in, one an invasion fleet, one a, 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 a supportive fleet with aircraft. He had conquered everything he had touched in the last six months, overwhelmed it, he destroyed it. And he's coming at Midway. He's thinking that this island, that the Americans won't know about it for, uh, you know, till the attack begins, and it'll take a couple days for the carriers to get there. And so he went there feeling king of the world. He didn't know that we had cracked the code, that, um, that, that the carriers were sitting there in, lay, in wait, setting up a trap, and that when that trap was sprung, within, you know, five minutes, five minutes, his whole command had been bombed out from underneath of him. I mean, he lost three carriers in five minutes, and then a fourth carrier later that day. All the main battle carriers, all the the, the, the seasoned pilots, all of them were gone. Planes were gone. See, that's I think so many times I hear the people on the right saying, "Yeah, I, I, they they look at these snowflake mama boy things that they see on the um, on, on you know Facebook and things like that, and go, oh my gosh, these are the people who get a fight. They don't even know a bathroom to go to. That is hubris. The same hubris that caused Yamamoto to overestimate his abilities and underestimate the abilities of mid, the mid the American Midway Fleet are the same hubris that we're experiencing now. We I hear these people all the time. The Civil War lasts five minutes. Oh, we'll go there and you know they'll quit and you know this. That's what they. That's what the South thought in in 1860. You know when we go to war, the, the North's going to quit and, and that. Four years later, 500,000 dead, uh, and and they lost the war. I mean the hubris right now I I I see and hear on the right is is to me 
shaming and shocking because we don't understand. It's not those little snowflake things you see on Facebook, which I think it's, it's a conditioning thing by Facebook to make us underestimate our enemy. Um, we have Black Lives Matter. How many ISIS cell groups are in the United States? How many ISIS training centers are in the United States? How many terrorists have come across the Mexican border? How many drug cartels are in the United States? We have the Democrats in collusion with a lot of these people taking payments from them. I mean, I could go on and on and on. That's what we're going to face. We're not going to face some mama's boy that lives in his basement. I mean, we're going to face hardened people who know the art of war. Now, what we have, we do have numbers. We have large amount of numbers. But this is where I, I talk to people all the time. They buy these guns. The I call them safe queens. They buy food. They they don't know. They buy it, but they don't know how to use it. It is so imperative at this time we're living is to take your equipment and learn how to use it. Go to a firearms training school. Learn how to use your firearm. You know, the other night I was telling you, Dave, in little town of Madisonville, Tennessee, in which we live, we had a gentleman come into the Walgreens there uh, late at night, and he at gunpoint, which never happens in Madisonville, um, held up the Walgreens and, and stole money. I mean, you know. Nobody ever thought that would happen where we live. We see school shootings where we don't think they'll happen. This, this, this poison of hate that the Democrats have spread and that is being taken up by those aforementioned groups is permeating the whole United States with one big boiling cesspool of hate in this country. And it's coming from the left. I mean, that's why they hate Christianity so much, because, you know, Jesus, our, the founder of our faith, told us to love our neighbors, to do good, to love our wives, to, to give our enemies water. That's based on love, you know, and, and in Marxist communist dogma cannot have love and exist. They need to have a boogeyman. They need to have people to hate. That's what that's what motivates these globalists and everything. We hate everybody that doesn't agree with us, and we even hate the people that agree with us. We hate everybody. And so to underestimate what we're facing right now and thinking that, you know, if, if some kind of civil conflict breaks out in this nation, and I pray to God it never does happen, but if it does break out, it'll be a simple little battle that will go and fight and come home and, you know, enjoy our bowl of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. It's not going to happen that way. you got to remember, they also have the news media on their side. They've had three generations of education of kids. We look at these kids coming out of school today. They think they're one of 300 genders. They're just so confused, but they're hardcore leftists. You see half of America right now wants socialism. The, the 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 takeover of America is so far down the road. While John Q. Public is sitting there busy, you know, watching, you know, um, whatever entertainment they have on TV, not paying attention, not using this time, redeeming this time to train, to learn, to put into practice what they will need when the poop hits the fan. I mean, again, you mentioned. My gosh, I, re I lived through the Cuban Missile Crisis. I remember we came a hair's breadth from nuclear war with the Russians, and now they're putting nuclear weapons back in, in Venezuela and maybe some other places we don't know. What are we going to do, ignore it? If we ignore it, that's an invitation. That's just a carte blanche admission that we were defeated. If we confront it, Will it end the same way it ended last time with uh, just a stalemate and we each side agrees to take their toys and go home? I don't think so. We just see not only in the United States, but the world is coming apart. I mean, just Dave, Social Security admits they're going bankrupt in 15 years. Now, I think it could be a lot quicker than that. What are you going to do when there's when, when that money has is not any you don't get it or there's been a debt reset and all of a sudden that the green dollars we've used to seen aren't redeemable anymore. Remember that happened with uh, Silver certificates. 
it used to be if i'm aging myself right now but if you if you have a, an old silver certificate it says that it's actually redeemable in silver at the u.s treasury well there came a time when they wouldn't honor that anymore you can't go to the bank anymore and say i want four silver quarters please you'll get fake quarters um so when when this debt reset happens it's going to happen very quickly and all of a sudden, you're going to have to turn in your green money to get the fake, other fake money that's with the debts reset, Social Security, 401ks, all that's going away. Am I the one saying this, Dave? No. Uh, there's financial exports, financial experts on both sides that are saying that the debt is out of control. China is telling us, we're not going to lend you any more money if you don't get your debt under control. Russia and China are trying to extract themselves from the, the dollar being the world currency. That one event happens, and America changes forever. It would be just as catastrophic as an EMP that crippled the United States power grid. If, if they pull out uh, and they don't use the dollar as the world currency anymore, first of all, I think we go to war to prevent that. I mean, I'm talking about global war, and you, you don't know. Venezuela might be the excuse to nukes there, and you know, once the dogs of war let out, we don't know where it'll go. But I know one thing. When it happens, and the United States gets in a major, major war, it's not going to be like 1941, where all the Americans came together and we pulled together and, and, and really beat back the forces of tyranny, both in the Japanese Empire and, and in the German uh, you know, war machine. It, it, it took our concerted effort to, to beat these people and, and it, all, of, all of our industry, everything geared up to win that war, those wars. We don't have the industry anymore. We don't have the money anymore. We're deeply in debt. Um, and so I think this time it will go totally different. You know, like I said in the, the last time we tried to record this program, I mean, you know, Dave, the same conditions exist in the United States right now as existed in 1776 that led Thomas Jefferson and John Adams to write the Declaration of Independence. Taxation without representation. I mean, Dave, you remember the $21 trillion that they just threw the national security blanket over and said, nanny, nanny, boo-boo, we don't have to tell you where it's at. We just spent it all. I mean, where did that money go? $21 trillion. You can buy a lot of hammers for $21 trillion, even if, they gov even if the Defense Department pays $650 a hammer. I mean, you think of that. The firearms. Were the British trying to confiscate the firearms? Yes. I mean, it, what, set off the, what set off the last civil uh, revolutionary war in this country? Taxation without representation, the Boston Tea Party, forced mandates upon the people. You have to do this. You had, you had to quarter soldiers in your home if they ever wanted it. You had to do it. I mean, Obamacare, you have to take it. You, we don't care if you like it or not. Take it. Vaccines, take them. You have no thing. And then the government is weaponized against the people. The IRS, I mean, Obama weaponized the IRS. He weaponized law enforcement agencies of the U.S. government, uh, the surveillance state where they were surveilling on Americans. I mean, it just, it's just nonstop. And that surveillance state has not gone on, I mean, gone away. It's there. It's still happening. You know, God bless President Trump. He has tried his best to drain the swamp, and he's done a lot of it. Paris, Paris Accord, the climate thing, I mean, the, the U.N. gun, he's gotten rid of a lot of these things. But the swamp is so massive and so big, Dave. I, I kind of fear how it's going to end. I mean, you know, there's a there's a saying in Special Forces Circle: learn the lessons of the words written on those on tombstones of people who've died. You know, um, you want to learn the lessons of history is what it's saying. You want to learn the lessons of why nations fall, why nations are conquered. And you look at that today, we fit the Roman Empire and every other empire that has gone to the T. So um, now you have some questions for me. I know. <laughs> Yes, yes, I do. I have a lot of questions for you, but let's focus on a big issue. You brought up the subject to EMP, and, and um, 
Paul Martin and I reported uh, a couple of weeks ago, EMP generators being seen around the country. Man, as soon as we did that interview, my email exploded with citations from people seeing the same thing. So let's talk about EMP takes place. Let's, we don't EMP know if it's local place. or general, but let's say you're in an EMP-affected area. What would you recommend, Bob? Well, it, it, okay. First of all, there's a lot of misnomers about EMP. Uh, depending on the strength of the EMP, we used EMP weapons when we invaded Iraq, and they were just local weapons, low altitude, so it just turns off a city. Uh, it doesn't turn off the whole nation. You put a, a nuclear weapon, a big one, a couple hundred miles up in the air and detonate it, and then you can turn off half the United States. Um, not everything will be affected by it. I mean, some people say not every car will be affected by it, but imagine you've got one out of every ten cars that won't work during rush hour. I mean, that effectively makes every other car unfunctioning because you can't get off the interstate. Um, so, I mean, you, you can argue those points to, to, to infinitely to end what, what will be affected and what wouldn't. Your cell phone, you put it in an EMP bag. Great. What happens if the towers go down? I mean, you can still look at pictures and listen to music, I guess, if your cell phone doesn't burn out, but you're not going to be calling anybody. I mean, uh, you know, so we are, like I said, we are looking at in Russia, China, Korea, uh, India, uh, other nations, Iran have these capabilities of making these types of weapons that could shut our country down. It could be just a coronal mass ejection. It happened in, in the 1850s where we had a major, major sun activity, and it absolutely shut down the tele, telegraph lines and so many other things. Was that the, was that that used the base? Bob, was that the Carrington Go event? Is that what you're talking Car about? Carrington effect. Yes, yes, it was. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it burned up telegraph lines, even even uh, rail, railroad tracks. Uh, they they absorbed so much energy, they caught the um, the creosote soaked logs on fire. Um, so, it, it, in this country right now, it would be catastrophic. I mean, it, it really would be. And you can say, well, it only affect ten percent of the grid. Dave, imagine ten percent of the grid down. What would people do? There are people during the last. You see them during hurricanes going on social media going, I hope it's a bad one because I want to go looting. I mean, a lot of people that. say those kind of things anymore. I mean, they look forward to it because it's like, I, we'll just go start looting. So even if, even if it affects just basic stuff and law and order breaks down temporarily, we've seen what happens. People go nuts. They want to go looting. They want to do this. And then they'll start destroying infrastructure. So that, you know, if, if, the, if my neighbor's infrastructure is up and mine's down, I'll just go take his down too. And it's not hard to do it. I mean, it's not hard. Um, we saw it happen in California. I mean, when somebody took out a major transformer, just very simple to do. So we live in a society right now where it has become depraved and degenerate, and there's so much of it walking around. I mean, half of it's in the Democratic Party. You just look at it, and you see these people, I mean, you know, just saying these things that are just – they should be frightening because they sound so Hitlerist. I mean, it's like Mao or, or Stalin. That's what – that's the type of things that they're advocating, killing people, imprisoning people, locking them up, yes. you know, taking away their rights, taking away their firearms for some perceived psychological – quirk they have again 1776 so uh, an EMP would be catastrophic it would be one of the worst events we could suffer in this nation because again um, the nation would not pull together would pull apart um, what do you recommend people have to get through an EMP well, again, if an EMP happens, you're not going to be able to buy anything. I mean, if, if, if just several of the power plants go down, several of the computer systems that run the credit cards go down, it's going to be just okay. Katie bar the door. I get, I get uh, that, having, Bob, but what, what do you recommend they have ahead of time 
in okay. preparation yeah. for this? Um, definitely a little cash on hand. I mean, because cash will rule for a week or two before people figure out it's not worth anything anymore. But, um, you know, Dave, I mean, if you, if you don't have food and water, you're going to hit panic zone. And this is what I call it. Just imagine a wall. You're going 90 miles an hour, and the wall is two feet in front of you. Would you rather have it two feet in front of you or 10 miles down the road? 10 miles down the road, you get a chance to react to it. Two feet in front of you, you don't have any chance to react to it. So if you have food and water in your home, you take that panic zone, and you start moving it from two feet away to 10 feet away, to 100 yards away, to a mile away, that's what you start doing. The panic zone gets pushed back further and further. And so, you know, obviously, I mean, I think everybody should have at least a year's food in their house per person. And, and I, I caution people about this because I know, I, know, I know what you sell and I know it's good food. Um, there are so many food companies out there. It's so deceptive, Dave, and I think you know it. I mean, I, I, I actually had one person call and say, well, this person's offering a 2,000-calorie food supply, and it's the same as this one. What's the difference? Well, I went and looked. They actually had 26 cans of orange drink, 26 cans of sugar, Number 10 cans, because all it is is sugar with orange flavoring in it, so it's 26 cans of sugar. And, yeah, so it's 2,000 calories a day, but if that's what you want to survive on, you really need to be looking at your food supply and paying attention and doing due diligence because you want to have protein. You know, you're only going to get protein two ways in a food supply, Dave, either rice and beans or meats. You're not going to get it any other way in any kind of quantity. So you need to really evaluate your food supply because, um, you know, if, if, if you get a food supply and you start living on it and you've been lied to, and one of the biggest lies you hear is, oh, we got a gazillion servings in our food supply. Well, a serving could be five calories. A serving could be 50 calories. It could be 200 calories, you know, and you really need to do that. If a serving is not a meal. I mean, we think of a serving as like, okay, there's my steak, there's my green beans, there's my potatoes, and I got a drink here, uh, you know, like an MRE. That's not what a serving is. A serving is a non-defined amount of something that you eat. I mean, a Twinkie is a serving. If you look at a, a, a package of Twinkies, it says one serving on it. So, I mean, is that what you want to survive on, Dave? You really need to pay attention to it. So food, obviously, you need the ability to filter water. Survival rule number one. Number one, if you don't have water, you don't eat food. If you eat food without water, it's like drinking salt water. You'll die quicker. You have to have water to process it through your body. And if you eat food without water, it just sucks the water that's in your body out because it needs it for the digestion process and the elimination of all the stuff that goes on that you know in your body as it processes food and it needs water. So if you don't have water, don't eat your food. Get your water first. Yeah. Go get it. And that's the second thing is why it's so important to have a water filter. And both in, with a water filter, I would actually say the the, the 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 saying one is none, two is one. You want to have back up with the water. Water is so important, Dave, that you want to have backup. And then you want to have the ability to defend yourself. I mean, uh, here's the government. They're, they know Antifa is being armed to the teeth. They know uh, that one time they were gun running, uh, you know, into the United States. They know that ISIS groups in the United States are well armed, but they want you to give your guns up. Um, that That's insanity. Um, so it's to be able to uh, defend yourself. Now, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to probably step on a few toes here when I say this, but 
You want a box-fed magazine weapon, an AR-15, an AK-47. I'm not going to get into the debate which is better. The one you have on your hands when you need it is the better one. Your daddy's shotgun, and I hear this all the time. It's good for you know maybe one, two people, um, but if you're going to if you have a, a group of uh, home invaders coming in to try to do it, you're not going to defend yourself effectively with your daddy's shotgun. Even a five-round magazine shotgun, you could be overwhelmed with it very quickly. It takes a long time to reload it. Spe- specifically speaking, if it takes ten seconds to reload it, what can happen in a home invasion in 10 seconds, where I can change a magazine out on an AR-15 in one second and put a new 30-round magazine in there and have 30 more rounds of what they say, hey, just shoot out. Um, so, uh, you know, you want to have that box-fed magazine weapon. And, you know, that, that UN Control Arms Bill that Trump signed was specifically trying to ban those kind of weapons. They weren't trying to ban your daddy's shotgun. They were banning box-fed magazine weapons, you know, um, uh, you know, a magazine that you can put in, take out, put in and take out and put new ones in. Do it. That's what they were trying to ban. And so, yeah, we don't need it for hunting. The, the founding fathers made it very, very clear why they put that provision in our Bill of Rights is because two, two reasons. One, for self-defense. Two, a tyrannical government. Um, do we see the need for self-defense today? I would say so. Do we see the elements of a tyrannical government in form, forming in our nation? Uh, I'll leave that to people to make the decision, but I'd say we do. So uh, food, water, defense, and then communication and night vision. I, I, I talk about this all the time. Talk, the military talk to me defense about civilians. communication. What kind of communication? Well, uh, again, you know, you might have the little handheld radios you bought down at Walmart, and they say 30 miles on the box or whatever. Go out, try and try. Try to get 30 miles. Try to get one mile. I'd say if you get one mile, you're doing good with that radio. Um, I'd say if you get a half a mile, you're doing good with that radio. Even if you live in South Dakota where it's flat, radios work on line of sight. I mean, so if there's hills, buildings, trees, anything in the way, they interfere with the radio signal. Ham radio is the way to go because, um, you know, you do have higher lines of sight. And a a big thing about ham radio that the, the ones you get down at Walmart don't have is I can remove the antenna from a ham radio, I can put an antenna up, even in a high tree, and that line of sight has just dramatically increased. Because if I'm 50 feet in the air, my line of sight, how far can I see 50 feet in the air versus 5 feet in the air? So um, you can't take the antenna off the the, uh, the ones you buy at the sporting goods store. They don't come off. They're fixed, and they're 4 inches long for a reason. They want limited distance on those radios. That's what they're there for. And plus, there's limited amount of frequencies on those radios. So when you go to them and then somebody else in your area is keyed up on that mic, um, you can't talk. With ham radio, I have two uh, UHF, VHF. I have 6 meter. 50 megahertz. Uh, so I have a wide spectrum of um, uh, frequencies to talk on. Now, I will tell you this. You get caught talking on ham radio without a license, and bad things are going to happen to you. Get your license. It's not that hard to get it. And don't think this thing that if I – I'll just wait till the government collapses, and I, and then I, I'll, I use the radios, and there's nobody to do anything. I would like to see – I think your chances of using a ham radio at that point are the same chances of uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, having an AR-15 by her bed with, no, with a box of bullets and magazines and at 2 o'clock in the morning, one of the, her friends, the you know the uh, legal aliens in this country, decide to pay her a visit, and her being able to load that magazine, put it in the gun, charge the weapon, and uh, you know protect herself. Uh, it's not going to happen. Uh, you know, radio takes. You have to learn how to use it. There's things you have to learn, and so. Um, 
you know, communication does take time and you need to learn how to use it. So that's what I would tell people. Um, communication is key. Ham radio is key. I can talk about things that uh, with people privately that I won't talk about on air. Um, and, and, you know, some of it's things about like code. Um, I, I mentioned this before. You know, I, I'm a firm believer in the, the, it's called a one-time pad code. It has a public key and a private key. It is unbreakable. Nobody can break it. If you do it correctly, it is an unbreakable code. There's a quadrillion, quadrillion, quadrillion permutations to it, and even the best supercomputers can't do it. And if they do it, there's going to be so many different messages in there that they won't know which one's the real one. So it's an unbreakable code. All you have to do is go online and, and um, type in uh, one-time pad code, and you'll see, and you, if all the experts agree, it's unbreakable. So I would learn start, start how to using uh, code so that if I needed to transmit information that is highly sensitive, you know, where you would meet friends where you would do this, what do you have? And, and, you know, your friend says, can you do, can, how much, what, what kind of food supply do you have? You can encode all that to where it's unbreakable. And so you could send that information because the last thing you'd want to do is go, yeah, Joe, I've got six months worth of food supply and I've got a couple guns over here and my two pretty girls are, you know, living here with me. And uh, I mean, that's just an invitation for disaster right there. So that, and then, I mean, again, if you can't see at night, you're only half affected. When do bad people do things? At night, they know because they can hide in the shadows. Um, I tell this to people all the time, Dave, modern night vision, you can't hide in the shadows. I mean, I've taken people out of my property that have come here and let them put a pair of night vision on. We go hiking through the woods, and we live out in the middle of nowhere, so it gets dark. Um, we don't have any ambient light or light pollution. And they're going, they're walking through the woods going, oh, my gosh, you see that deer over there 200 yards away? He doesn't even see me. That's the kind of the night vision I'm talking about, not the, the cheap stuff that doesn't work. And when it does work, it's putting out a massive amount of infrared that anybody with a real night vision would see that infrared source it's, it's uh, putting out, and you would look like a walking around Christmas tree. So those are things I tell people. Of course, there's all kinds of medications and everything. We, we talked about this last night, Dave. The questions in any survival scenario you give me are going to be this. Where am I most vulnerable? None of us like to look at this. We all like to look at, oh, I've got my food. I've got my guns. I've got this. I'm 200 pounds overweight. They don't like to look at that and address that. I mean, it's just something we don't like to look at. But in that scenario, if that is you, you have a vulnerability of your mobility or you have something wrong, uh, you know, with you physically or uh, you live in a neighborhood just full of, you know, whack job liberals. I mean, Antifa lives next to you. I mean, we have to look at our vulnerabilities and become to, to terms with the vulnerabilities we have as we age. I mean, I mean, I used to be able to run 100 meters, Dave, in 10.4 seconds. And I, I, held, I held the record in high school for a long time. Oh, my God. You, you know, you you're, you're, sounding, you're sounding like me. The hardest thing I've had to deal with in my <laughs> ego, Bob, is my lost athletic ability. And it was inherited. My dad was the state champion in the 100-yard dash in high school. And I came along. I ran a 4440. I had a 36-inch vertical. And now you could time me with a calendar. Yes, that's, exactly. Yeah. So we have to come to terms with these things, Dave. Now, again, even as we age, I go to the gym, work out. I go on the treadmill and do that. And I can usually work circles around somebody my age. So, I mean, I look at it that way. I can I can deal with that vulnerability. I know I have a vulnerability and I deal with it. So whatever your vulnerability is, you need to address it and say, how am I going to deal with this vulnerability? We don't like doing that. And then we need to look at um, – 
what are the what I mean you know again what are my weaknesses where am I weak where do I have communication do I have this am I able here can I organic garden can I do this where are my weaknesses Again, because that deals with your vulnerabilities. What am I weak in? And we need to address that. You know, so many times, the night vision and communication, weaknesses, okay? You know why they don't deal with communication? There's a learning curve. I don't want to learn. I mean, I'm just being brutally honest right now. I'll probably get people mad at me, but I don't want to learn. It's it's too hard. Um, you, you, if you think that's too hard, wait till you have uh, a group of malfeasance at your door, feasants uh, at your door, and um, they want they want to do something. You think that's going to be hard? And then thing with night vision, it's expensive to get a good unit. It's expensive, so people leave those two holes in their plan because they don't address the expense or the learning curve. It's easy to buy food, it's easy to buy a water filter, it's easy to do all the garden seeds, it's easy to do a lot of that stuff uh, because I can do it in little bitty bits in time and put some away and it gives me the ability to check a box and feel good about it. But Dave, anybody who's been overseas, been to places where civil instability is a norm, knows um, that, you know, gosh, it is gonna be horrible. And it's going to be horrible when it happens. Um, and, and so I just tell people, know your weaknesses. Where, what are your threats? Uh, again, what are the threats around you? Uh, are your, is your critical infrastructure um, vulnerable? I mean, do you live in Montana and because your critical infrastructure is trucking? What if the trucking goes down? What do they grow in Montana? Wheat. No carrots. You don't grow artichokes in, in um, Montana. You don't grow lemons in Montana. Um, you know, you don't grow coffee. You won't get your latte. I mean, uh, those are those are, those are the threats that you face. Infrastructure threats. Um, you could be in an area that's becoming predominantly another religion. That's a threat. So you have to address those threats. And then, again, then you can go into what your assets are. It's like a balance sheet. You know, if my assets are better than my liabilities, I'm okay. But when my liabilities start overwhelming my assets, that's not a good thing. And so this is what, in any scenario you would give me, Dave, whether it's um, you know civil disobedience, whatever it is, that's what people need to follow that. They, they need to do it. Because, I, Dave, I'll tell you, you give me this scenario, and I fully expect these, these leftists – Marxist, godless people to start attacking our infrastructure. I think it's already begun. I think some of the things that are written off as a you know a backhoe digging into a cable thing or you know power grid, somebody did something wrong, stupid through the wrong switch. I, I think it's you know our systems are being hacked or damaged. We do know that transform that transform out in California a couple of years ago was at purposely destroyed, and it shut down a major portion of power grid for a while. Um, fortunately, the the other parts of the grid could pick it up, but I mean. I mean, if that happened in four or five different places, you know, they probably couldn't pick it up. So um, that's what I that's what I tell people, you know, some of the things that you need to be looking at, because, you know, Dave, we live, like I said, we're living in extremely perilous times. Uh, we, we look at this thing that Donald Trump somehow, um, you know, got, got off the hook with the uh, with this investigation. You can just look. They're not giving it up. And I don't put it past Mueller and the Democrats to have colluded together to have this to save a bomb, a new a media bomb right before the election. Oh, this came out of the Mueller report. This wasn't known. It was unredacted. Trump did this, that and the other thing. You know, he, he kidnapped the Lindbergh baby. I mean, I fully expect something like that to happen. I mean, you know, it's just it's there in the card. They will do it. Um, you know, this election coming up, I think we're going to see their need to win the election. 
they know they need to win this. They can't allow him to appoint more Supreme Court justices that are during the swamp more or whatever. So um, this election coming up, I fully expect to see, you know, tensions rise in this nation. I totally agree with you. Bob, I want to pose another scenario for you, if I could, uh, before we run out of time. With the knowledge that Antifa was partnering with the cartels and probably still is, and they plan to attack Americans, and that the CIA has come out and said there's a definite coup against Trump that's going to intensify in violence over the next two years, let me ask you this question. Are we in danger when we go out in public and go to public events? What's your feeling about that? Okay. First of all, I'm going to address two questions. One about, you know, we talked about Trump. Who's who's third in line as far as taking the presidency? Nancy oh, Pelosi. Oh, Nancy, I love illegals Pelosi. Yes. Yeah. What happens if it wasn't just Trump they were after? What happens if they waited for them both to get together? Yeah. I, I mean, hear you. you know, Nancy Pelosi becomes president. I mean, they are at this point. They are so desperate right now. They're at this point. And what would they do? If, I mean, if violence broke out, we've got to remember they love violence. Rahm Emanuel, never let a crisis go to waste. Sure. They would use that violence. They would, they would be inciting both sides to shoot each other. They, would have, they have their provocateurs on the right. They're well in camp. They go to church. They do this. They say, wear the magma hats. They do that. But they're leftists. That's, they're just pretending. They're agent provocateurs implants within those different political groups. So that they can sit there, yeah, let's go do this illegal, 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 you know, um, and and so they would, you know, they'd be they'd be fostering the, the hate on both sides because then it takes the attention off them, and so that that's what I well, what I would say with that. I mean, Dave, we are living in times not only, and I, I we've talked about this before, um, you know, unless a person right now is living on, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Deception is at your doorstep. I just read a story today of a pastor who pastored a major evangelical church. 20 years he's pastored it. Started churches. You know what he did? He walked away from his faith, renounced it all. Now, I would say uh, profiling him, there's probably some moral issues that he hasn't dealt with, and it gives him an out to, to deal with it. And I'd like to see where he lands, because where he lands will tell me a lot about why he abandoned his faith. But deception is at our doors. I mean, in all realms, there's spiritual deception is at our door. I mean, you, the church you go to is apostate. That guy must, he said, I never believed any of it. I just taught it. That's what he said. I mean, so it's, it's the, the church you go to is apostate. The education you receive is foolish and deceptive. It denies God as creator. The medicine you take is poison. The food you eat does not nourish your body. It does not give your brain the chemicals and nutrients it needs. And so people's minds are just playing games on them. The TV you're watching is, I mean, you might as well just pour bleach in your brain. It's, it's just indoctrinating you and destroying you. Social media is exploiting and dissecting you. The news media lies and deceives. What are the former, uh, in the former Soviet Union, what they say, in the news there's no truth, and in the truth there's no news. Uh, and, the, and then the money you have, it's debt. It's all coming to an end. We see this. So it's first and foremost among all, the preparation should be, you know, I'm, I'm walking right with God. I don't have unconfessed sin in my life. I'm studying his word. I'm in, I'm in prayer with him and, and have the leading of the Holy Spirit in my life because I'm, I, Dave, I'm just watching person after person fall and going after this, this new world. And I can tell you that when, when, when the persecution comes, those kind of people that like the one that renounced his faith today are going to come out of the woodwork. I did not renounce my faith. I don't believe it. I don't do this. I'll convert to Muslim. I'll, I'll do, I'll do whatever. They'll rush to take the mark of the beast. 
So uh, that's where we're at. And that's the greatest thing we have is the deception we have. I mean, I can't believe what people believe. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, 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 an echosexual, meaning I, I, I'm an ecosexual. I read somebody said they were an ecosexual, that they want to marry a tree because they, they identify as a tree. Oh, my goodness. That's I mean, it's that's what I haven't heard. That's I, you know, I haven't heard that. Yeah, I, I was reading that she married a tree. Oh my God! So what would make her delicate? But she said she consummated the relationship with the tree. I don't want to hear that part, please. Yeah, I know. I mean, but um, just, well, and I'm just saying it's it's just deception well, beyond what we can even imagine. That makes me want to leave. Sorry, I couldn't resist the pun. Um, <laughs> I just so, caught it. So when she goes to the forest uh, looking for a mate, is she branching out? I mean, I mean, how ridiculous does this get? I mean, these it's, people it's, are it's, wackos. It's spiritual deception. It's spiritual deception. Jesus said, and I don't believe it's possible for his elect to be deceived because he says he doesn't lose any of them, but that's, that's, we can argue that point. Um, Jesus said that the days would become so wicked First of all, that most people's love would wax cold, and two, that if it were possible, even the elect would be deceived. So this is the first and foremost thing I tell people. We have to rely on the power of the Holy Spirit in our life. We have to put on the armor of God in our life, the sword of the Spirit, the shield of faith, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of uh, righteousness, the loins girt about with truth, and our feet shod with the gospel the of peace. We have to have those things in our life. Because um, you're, we're just going to see deception. That's just that we we've just scratched the surface right now. It, 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 it what what is coming down the road if this world does not repent? And it's just it's not a United States phenomenon. This is a global phenomenon of deception. The demons have been let out of the cage. Um, it is going to be just staggering, and they will come for you. That's the thing. They hate you. They will come. They will come for us. Another topic for another time. I appreciate you sharing your expertise with us in these areas, but you mentioned a few important things that we need to know about. Other than the food, uh, you have ready made resources, and I want to give you an opportunity to promote this because it is important. Um, you've got the you've got water preparation, and you also have uh, night vision, and you talked about communications, and you got about two minutes. I want you to run through these. Well, communication to me is, is is you don't want to be without it. It's just that ability to to network with your friends to say I need help. This is going on. That's going on. Communication is used all over the world to support in disaster times of disaster. I've used it to support things that have happened and helped people. Um, you know, I've told the stories online before, so I won't tell them again. But I've just times I've used it to help people. Um, and so you imagine you have a crowd gathering out or something's going on fishy around your house. Your spider sense is going on. On and you're there alone. What? How much better would it be to say, "Hey guys, um, you know, I need your help. Uh, something's happening over my house," and have good, two or three good, hard-hitting friends come by and say, "Listen, what's going on here? Can we help you?" I mean, that's why people need to network with communication now. We need you need to set up your what I called your concentric circles of communication. You have your just like Jesus, your inner three, your your twelve, your seventy, and so forth. And then the other thing is, you know, again, Dave, I cannot uh, over uh, overemphasize the, the need for uh, a piece of modern night vision equipment. Exactly. Um, you know, you can hike with it, you can hunt with it. That's generally illegal. You can drive a car with it. I wouldn't recommend doing that unless you know you have a place where you're safe to do it. Don't go driving down the street with your night 
vision on with your headlights off. But you can do it. And if you're a leftist, um, you can uh, look you for can, trees uh, in the forest with it. You can protect yourself with it. <laughs> um, just ask any special forces guys use sure. it. I mean, you, uh, I can hit a target at 200 yards away on a completely dark night, no lights whatsoever, my, with my, my night vision on. So. I need some of that. I mean, I can't do that kind of shooting. That's fantastic. Well, Bob, my friend, we are out of time. And I want to encourage everyone to go to readymaderesources.com. And, Bob, you've also got a phone number that people can call and talk to you directly if they need advice. And can you give out that number, please? Yes, sir. Uh, 800-627-3809. Again, uh, 800-627-3809. We've been in business 25 years, and we'll be glad to help anybody who calls, Absolutely. whether you can spend money with us or not. So we'll be glad to help note, you. On that note, my friend, we are right up against the wall again. Thanks to Bob Griswold for joining us. Stay tuned. This has been a terrific segment, and I'd suggest you listen to it again before leaving the house because it's got a lot of good safety tips. Bob, thanks so much for joining us, and we'll see everybody after the break. Stay tuned. Thank you.